0: Anyway, shall we get on with it before we yeah. before we yeah, run out of time?
1: We've wasted so much time already.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. I mean, you know what? If you, if you weren't so busy going on other people's podcasts until mid- midnight, then maybe you'd be on your own podcast on time.
2: <laughs> yeah, but what can I say? I like listening to to Carol and Graham's dulcet tones, you know. And somebody had to turn up and. Um... <laughs> But somebody had to turn up and wave the flag for Host Unknown. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, the Host Unknown flag, not the white surrender monkey flag that you took along.
2: <laughs> <laughs> white surrender. I don't think we can go with that. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are. This is episode... Oh, wow. 28. We're, we're slowly catching up with Smashing Securities 200. Um, let's hope they don't do anything for the next uh, six to 12 years and we might actually catch <laughs> up with them. Uh, slowly catching up in numbers, but uh, definitely longer running. Yes, absolutely. I, I did point this out to them last night. I did point this out to them last night and they unfairly pointed out the uh, short hiatus of roughly five to six years in between episodes one and two. But, um, but yeah, well, definitely. Long we, we spend a
1: lot of time reflecting on uh, what we've done and, and sort of determining if it was the right direction for us.
0: I think yeah, that so was, uh, creatively. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we, we put the listeners, you listeners, uh, first and foremost, and we don't want to just toss out any old crap week after week just to for the sake of doing a podcast or for us chatting amongst ourselves. What we do, we do for you. We want to find the best articles, the best stories, the best commentary. And yeah. you're welcome.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although, you know, the quality of their guests is going up in the next few weeks.
0: Why? Well, I haven't seen the invite.
2: <laughs> Sorry,
1: I'm just checking my inbox now. Just uh, Yeah, see,
2: exactly. <laughs> Let is... me see.
1: Uh, what's my email address? Uh, one at gmail.com. Let's see. Nope, nothing in
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there uh, next week or the week after. I can't remember which. I, you know, I'll um, I'll get the 15 minute reminder <laughs> and send uh, uh, and so the text
1: that you'll be uh, 30 minutes late. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll phone it in like usual. You know, <laughs> and it will still be like a shining beacon amongst. I'm not going to say it, but everything else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you made their uh, live show last night, and yes, um, yeah, uh, I, I think a, a few people have pointed out uh, some branding that you were doing some uh, sort of covert advertising um, for a Swedish company, uh, and I don't know if yeah. this was uh, product placement intentionally or uh, really? if it's just your life.
2: <laughs> I thought TL Two was a was a British company. But, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more the uh, the IKEA um sort of product product placement you had going on in your place i don't think people realize you're actually a massive fan of ikea aren't you it's not just a uh (laughs) you're not paid to do it you you actually
2: no i like it i like it you've got to be careful with the stuff you buy obviously you you know not everything is is created equally in the i in the ikea um factory like the meatballs uh, yeah like meatballs yeah they're, they're they're awesome um, but also having just moved into the new place, I and, and during lockdown there weren't many places where you could furnish an entire flat in an afternoon, um, <laughs> which is what I did. I I hired a very big van, um, bullied my son into helping me. And went and increased their profits fourfold in that particular shop that we went to. You bought um, two
1: portions of meatballs, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they did say that um, I I'd spent the most money they'd ever seen since they opened after the lockdown <laughs> in this particular branch, which was in Cardiff. So, in fairness, the most they'd seen was probably about five quid. But
0: uh, <laughs> this, this is such, you know. Tom is such a sucker for for these things, like. They, they, they must see him. like These big brands like Ikea and Apple, they just rub their hands. They say, oh, here he comes. He'll buy anything off us. Let's just bring yep. this in, that in. Whatever. Tell me
2: you're not going to buy a HomePod Mini. Come on, they look awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you'd already ordered one.
2: Uh, you can't order them yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> November 23rd, I think it is. <laughs> but i i i've put my email address in for the reminder <laughs> of course <laughs> and do you have a uh, new iphone 12 on order uh again you can't order the max uh until the 22nd or 23rd of november uh but got my email in because otherwise yes i would have but i've priced it out i know which one i'm getting so i know which you know i've i've almost got the uh, expense claim ready for the host unknown um Um, uh, uh, finance um, office,
0: uh, otherwise known as Andy. Um, So, yes, ready to go. You you know, this reminds me, once on Top Gear, um, they started off the show and Clarkson was like, people often write and complain to us that we don't feature enough affordable cars. Yeah. And and then the camera pans back. So here it is, the most affordable Lamborghini there is. Yeah. (laughs) and this is how I feel listening to you tom it's like you know th- there's the average person how they're living out in the world and then there's tom like yes i've ordered the ipod uh, the homepod mini and the new iphone and the iPhone and this and that look I,
2: I i can i can only imagine all the little people have an iphone se you know i mean it's a perfectly <laughs> good phone uh it's good value uh why would you not go for that it's you know it runs the same operating system you know maybe it doesn't have lidar but you know Anyway, what have we got today? Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. what well, we're going to do this week in Infosec. Uh We've got a tweet of the week, Billy Big Balls. The rant of the week. We may, we may even have uh, a little people. Don't count on as me. well. That's uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe we should just ask them if they've got an iPhone SE and be done with it, because then they might actually record a yes or a no and send <laughs> it in rather rather than some you know three minute diatribe. But um, um. Yes, so we've got quite a lot. Now, little um, uh, surprise for us and for everybody else. We've got the show notes. Andy has not put names against each topic. So <laughs> yeah. anything could happen in the next half hour, in the words of Troy Tempest. Um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So. This is
1: as ad lib as you get right this is you got all the material we just don't know who's going to say it
2: <laughs> exactly exactly it always reminds me of the um, was it in um uh 22 drum street where the where the guys watching them do improv and he's he's coming out with all these bad ideas and, and and he talks to them afterwards he says why why don't you guys practice beforehand it would make it so much better <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Uh, oh, dude. Well, I think, had you joined,
1: uh, you know, sort of 30, oh, 45 I- minutes earlier, we'd have we yeah. had time to uh, have a look through what we've got. So, uh, as it is, everyone's loaded up and we're just rolling because. Um, Jazz yeah. probably got another podcast to go to straight after this, where he uh, lifts the show notes and then uh, discusses the same topics on that show. So,
2: and, and having personally witnessed that and played a part in it, I can attest that
0: that really is the case. And you can also attest to how efficient it makes it. <laughs>
2: Well, basically, all it is is Eric bitching at you that it's too early in the morning, and why the hell are we doing this? And then the moment record is pressed, he, he, he kind of puts on a big smile, and it's and then it's all professional again. And then as soon as it stops again, it's like, oh, I'm off a bloody breakfast. <laughs> so it's quite it's quite an interesting dynamic. It's like when you imagine sort of like news readers who are so, sat next to each other all day, you know, reading the news, and then and then just don't talk to each other and hate each other. Off air. That's exactly that is the Cron Show. Eric the, 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 the what? The J Cron show? I can't the remember. Jericho. Show. show, that's oh, the one. I'm thinking of uh
1: Anchorman when you're talking about that. Yes, that yes.
2: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking as well. Yeah, sixty percent of the time it works every time. So <laughs> all right, shall we shall we move straight on uh to
1: this week? In Infosec.
0: Such a great jingle. I, I
2: don't know why they complained. It's got nothing, bears no resemblance whatsoever. So, you know, I don't know. You need new solicitors, Smashing Security. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, Andy. Uh, okay, so I, there, this week was, there's a wealth of uh,
1: things that have happened in the Infosec world throughout the years. Um, starting in '97, um, you know, a guy called Dan Moschuk, uh, aka T-Freak, published Smurf. Um, since it had already been widely circulated, and this was perhaps probably one of the first DDoS tools as we know it today. Um, you're probably still finding lots of books. Smurf attacks are uh, still listed as uh, common. Uh, you know, uh, things you should be knowing about. Um, nasty little
2: bastards. Nasty little bastards.
1: Gargamile, <laughs> all, all that. Yeah.
2: Well, um, he's not a Smurf.
1: No, but he hates the. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. saying that. That's you. Uh, talking, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're not going to go into that dynamic about how there's like one girl Smurf or all those other Smurfs, and it uh, that that whole show was weird from start.
2: Written to by a man.
1: Yes, <laughs> um, uh, and I will uh, also give um, uh, you know pay respects to uh, Sean Harris, who in 2014 this week uh, passed away. Uh, age forty six after a long illness. Oh yes, yeah. That's right. And uh, she's obviously well known for her CISP certification exam guide, uh, which I think at least fifty percent of all CIWSPs will have a copy of.
2: Yeah, she was she was a bit marmite. I think people people either you know absolutely adored her or thought that she was a a bit of a charlatan. But you know. Th- th- uh, th- that's just security, isn't it? Everyone hates well, everyone. Yeah, I think you are you're absolutely right. God knows what people think of us. Well, our, view, our, our listenership figures tell us what people think of us, but um, but yeah, that was um, that was tragic to say the least.
1: Yeah, and um, also uh, another notable mention is um, in two thousand this week in two thousand, so twenty years ago, a couple of respectable people by the names of Whitfield Diffie and Martin Hellman. Uh, were awarded the 26th annual Marconi International Fellowship Award uh, for their invention and activism in the cause of privacy rights. Um, so, Mr. Diffie and Mr. Hellman uh, are probably known throughout the security industry. And if they aren't, then um, you yeah, know what are you doing with your lives? Uh, but they weren't the stories I was going with. This was just so much content this week. Uh, it was Do you hard. Know what? To I was
2: starting to worry. I had the wrong show notes. over.
0: <laughs> No, seriously, I seriously was—I was
2: scrolling up and and down, saying, oh, is, "Have we done this? I didn't. This isn't last week." So,
0: Andy just remembers all these facts; he just rolls them off, yeah, <laughs> one and the other.
2: So this is uh, all
1: liberated from the uh, Today in Infosec Twitter account. Uh, you know, giving credit where it's due. Uh, but the stories I went with were uh, 10th of October 1990, a mere 30 years ago. Uh, it was the case of Black Hat Hatter. That uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, the Mad Hatter, Kevin Polson, um, aired on Unsolved Mysteries, which is a US program, and this was seven years after he went on the run. Um, and this one I like because Kevin Polson was probably one of the first people I read about when I was getting into this industry. Uh, I read a great oh. book called the uh, The Watchman, uh, the, the Twisted Life and Times of Kevin Polson, um, and the the story that really sort of caught my imagination was the fact that there was this radio phone in um and you could win a porsche if you were the 102nd caller uh, into this phone-in show um and basically, he took over all the phone lines. Uh, so he made sure he was all of the coolest, uh, which was just <laughs> awesome. fantastic. Yeah. And so that really, uh, I think it was, you know, sort of late 90s. Uh, I read this and I was like, wow, this guy is amazing.
2: It's Would that, under those existing laws and stuff, would that be illegal? Because I'm sure it didn't say anything in the terms and conditions that you can't <laughs> be all of the coolest. No, it. I yeah. think they
1: <laughs> got him on, uh, federal, like, uh, communications violations. Uh, uh, you okay. know, those things. But he spent five years in prison. Um, And And came out
2: and drove his Porsche away. (laughs) But when
1: he got out, he was uh, banned from using computers for a further three years.
2: Um, do you know what makes me laugh about that? Is that nowadays you couldn't even operate a
0: microwave? I oh, know. It's, it's yeah. so difficult. <laughs> in that case. I mean, think about your, your lifetime. You couldn't. Oh my God. Turn on the lights. You couldn't <laughs> close the blinds in your
3: room.
1: You wouldn't be able to get his uh, washing out the machine. It's just <laughs> stuck there. Three years, you'd come back to rancid water. <laughs> Uh, But uh, Kevin Poulsen was one of the first, uh, I think, uh, you know, sort of notorious hackers that actually went professional, you know, got a professional job, you know, along with the likes of uh, Kevin Mitnick, um, you know, and and there was that trend for a while after the dot com era where they were sort of hiring ex-hackers, you know, convicted people, which to me was always a strange one because, you know, they're the ones that got caught. You know, they're not. They're not the smartest ones. They're the ones that got
2: caught. But hey, yeah. yeah but but the smartest ones, are the ones that say, "Oh, I didn't get caught." Well, prove it. You know, prove, prove that you're as good as you are. Then you know, or even who the hell are you? Get out of my office. Um, Kevin, come over here, please, because at least we know what you can do.
0: If you think about it, it's cheaper and uh, easier than going out and getting a degree and a certification.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and sh- and it doesn't take as long.
0: Exactly, exactly.
2: You, know, you know, you're out in three to five and you've got the equivalent of a doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good uh, career
1: tips here for anyone that's getting into InfoSec. As, uh... Do
2: you know what? Now I know why Dr. Jessica Barker didn't ask us for tips on how to get into the cybersecurity industry for a book. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure. You know, I, I was confused before, but now I know. Do you know what? We could probably release a companion guide. If we yeah. use the same name, people yes.
1: search for it on Amazon. Doctor Barker's book has sold out, so the Al will be there available. <clears> um, <throat> Absolutely. You know,
0: it's a, it's a quick win. You know, oh, I, just... I was really surprised at how well my my CISSB companion guide sold. <laughs>
2: how how many did
0: you sell or give away or whatever? Oh, you know, I was only selling them for like ninety nine pence. Oh yeah, I know. And but... um, there was a few hundred that went on. Uh, I, I got like yeah, I, I got two checks from Amazon over the uh, over over the, over the time it was available because I've taken it down because it's not the current version and I yeah, can't yeah. bother. But yeah, I got two checks off like sixty dollars each, so hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you, you wow. know what? from ninety nine p e books, that's uh, that's
1: not, not bad going. Yeah, no. that's
2: literally a few hundred. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but wow. I mean, with e books, you just share them, don't you? It's not a
2: that's yeah, it. the fact
1: that people actually pay for this. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, not encouraging that behaviour at all. Uh, obviously, Absolutely. if you like it, pay for no. it. Um,
2: if you if you like it, pay for it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> go, going on to well, it's the Sean uh, Sean Fanning, wasn't it? That the whole Napster thing. Um, You know, the argument was you get let people play the music, see if they like it, and then they go out and buy it.
2: Which I honestly. I- is a model i agree with because there's nothing oh, wrong. I was trying to, I was trying to explain to uh, my kids actually the other day about how DVDs um, and the, the the companies that released them you know all of the all of the film studios that released them screwed themselves as regards piracy because they region lock stuff and if there's yeah. one way of guaranteeing that you know somebody will try and steal your material is by making it available to your neighbors and not to you um you know i you know one country versus another and so of course people are going to you know do what they can to watch the show that everybody else is raving about yeah um or watch watch the film so thank, i think blu-rays did it a little bit more we uh, li- were a little bit more relaxed i think they had far fewer regions and it was a bit more equitable um but now with digital obviously um you know apart from uh, very sort of you know local um Local services, but things that you know, Apple TV and Netflix and all that sort of thing. There's, it's a far more equitable um, um, playing field.
1: Yeah, although, with, but still uh, not perfect. No, I so say with Netflix, there are still some. Yeah. Regional, you know, where so you might need to subscribe to a DNS service. That um...
2: yeah, yeah, but that that's down to licensing and things like that, rather yeah. than studios. Yeah. yeah, it's a studio saying no, we want to milk this for five years, not for one year, you know, and milk it as it goes around the globe. So it, it's it's born out of you know legal necessity rather than cynical money grabbing.
1: Yeah, I mean, in um, 1999, I paid a ridiculous amount of money, probably near on 500 quid um for a multi region dvd player because wow. it used to be cheaper to buy dvds from uh, amazon.com uh, yeah. and hope you didn't get stung by customs
2: <coughs> yeah 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 absolutely absolutely i i um i had i bought software for my computer so i could play them play the multi region ones
0: wow you know? i've never done anything like that no, but but it's true. It's funny. I was, I was I remember reading an article a few years ago about musicians on on that very topic, and I think between about eighty to ninety five percent of their their actual income comes from touring. Oh, uh, uh, less than five percent comes from from actual streaming or or sales of their music. Yeah, but
2: probably ninety percent of a studio's income comes from sales of of music, and who is it that controls? the sale of music yeah right? exactly
0: exactly yeah. so so it's uh, it's weird and, and actually um, tying it back to a security <laughs> loose security oh, thank God. um securosis the the analyst firm uh, the independent analyst firm by um, with uh, mike rothman and uh, adrian lane oh adrian's actually left now but um uh, rich mogul and, and what have you all of their research is published for free um and and that's kind of like what they quote. That's how they make their money. Um, they 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 do all their research for free. They publish it on their on their blog. You don't need to register. You don't need to download it. You can just get all the information for free. And then when they when they do speaking gigs or training courses or they do uh, vendor inquiries or research for them, they charge for that. Yeah, which I think is a fantastic model, and and I, I really wish more analyst firms would adopt a similar ish model because. Otherwise, you have all this great research that no one <laughs> never actually gets to see the light of day.
2: Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. Mm. Anyway, Andy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, right. We're going <laughs> to yeah, continue that We are that actually going to move on from October 1990.
1: Okay, let's take it uh, forward a few years to um, October 2003 uh, when Microsoft launched its first patch Tuesday uh which is a program to release security updates the second tuesday of every
2: month which still continues to this date. Um, Do You know I- what I that incredible because that's not that long ago but actually it was only really when the internet was really really starting to kick off as it were.
1: Yeah, a very um, well known process now I think you know a lot of companies yeah. build their um you know sort of maintenance program around uh you know patch tuesday if they if they've got big microsoft environments.
2: Yeah. Patches used to come on the cover of magazines.
1: Oh, good times!
2: Uh, on floppy disks. Yeah,
1: I remember when uh, Internet Explorer four came out on the uh, front of a magazine. Uh, you know, and this was the game changer that sort of blew Mozilla out the water.
2: <laughs> <It> yeah, was... <laughs> well, I remember IE three coming out, and it was it, that was a, a game changer in of itself. And I remember get you know getting excited. You know, I had some friends around. We were doing a um, you know a LAN party. And it's like, whoa! So I'm just going to download um I- IE3, you know, <laughs> boop, 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 <laughs> you know, and it's like, what, dude? What's it? Yeah, but look at those icons; they move. You know?
1: <laughs> the Blink tag is supported. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. But but yeah, it's it's funny. It the the pervasiveness of the internet has only really. Been in the last sort of well, fifteen, maybe twenty years, you know. Whereas before that, it was very Wild piecemeal. Wet. Yeah, yeah absolute absolutely, case. and and absolutely not taken for granted at all. Whereas nowadays, and certainly, you know, after the last six to nine months, it's such an essential utility. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, even. Even uh, people like us would not be able to be so bored that we would actually end up doing a podcast every week and making it available to everybody to listen to. Um, so, so actually, it's not always a good thing, but um, I just what, what I think is, in, is, is incredible is the speed at which it has become considered an essential utility of, of you know modern life.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, so this week in Infosec, two stories: Kevin Paulson and Patch Tuesday.
0: This week in Infosec,
2: actually hitting the button on that um, on that jingle reminded me last night of Graham struggling with his his jingle his his doorbell uh, jingle on the on the on his live stream. Uh, he couldn't get the timing right at all. Oh, I laughed. <laughs> See, It's not so easy. Not so easy. Not not so easy when you edit, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Very. Yeah, exactly. 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 Oh dear. Oh, that was good. That was. Oh, do you know? What? I think this is probably this week in infrastructure is probably my my favourite uh, part of the show at the moment. I Maybe think- we should put it put it to the end so that people might listen <laughs> all the way to the end.
0: <laughs> what are what you going to say, Jav? <laughs> Um, I, so I like that. We, I like it as well because Andy does all the work. He tells all the stories. We just have to sit back and like, <laughs> take credit for being on the podcast with him <laughs> Sit it's, it's, back
1: it's, and I, take jabs. I say this is a time that you uh, you read what you're supposed to be doing. Right? That's yeah,
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, I see. He's put his name on something already.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I haven't. This. No, Andy did. Oh, was oh, okay. That was uh, left in there from last week. Then.
0: No, no. But that, that, <laughs> that is my story, though. That is my story. ok so.
2: <laughs> All right, then. All right. In which case, let's move straight on to
0: Tweet of the Week. This week's Tweet of the Week is a snafu by the um, HM government. Well, what well, 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 or was it? Anyway, there was a, um, a poster that caused much controversy in the cyber world and outside of the cyber world uh, because of Fatima. A ballerina was pictured uh, tying up her, uh, her, her ballet ballet shoes, and the caption next to it was "Fatima's next job could be in cyber." In brackets, she just doesn't know it yet. Uh, and this is all part of a government campaign called "Rethink, Reskill, Reboot," uh, which uh, caused quite the, the uproar. Uh, so people were out. Uh, saying things like this ad is a disgrace. The total, res- t- the total lack of respect for the arts by this dreadful government has to stop. Talk about also crushing young performers' dreams. Rethink, reskill, reboot. How dare they? Um, you know. So, so there was that. There was lots of comments about people saying how it was tone deaf, how it was uh, ignorant, how, how, what have you. Uh, e- even the uh, the 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 government. Minister for the Department of um, the DCMIS, whatever, Culture, Media and Sport or whatever. He came out.
2: DCMS. Yeah.
0: DCMS. He came out and he actually tweeted, he said, this is not a government ad this is done by one of our partners uh, that that old chestnut it was a uh, the old intern gap the old intern yeah. excuse
2: yeah. Or, or th- this this was this was for internal use only and we rejected it at the time but somebody leaked it yeah. a junior member of staff yeah exactly yeah.
0: it's a parody one um but anyway, so even they they want to distance it, and and you know what? It, in many ways, I think it's not really such a bad ad. Uh, I mean, I think it is tone deaf. I do think that it's not framed properly. Actually, someone else tweeted out that this is actually part of a um, a broader campaign, and there are actually like half a dozen of these ads made up yeah. with diff- people from different backgrounds. So there's engineers, and they're saying, "Hey, your job could be inside," you know, so so whatever. So it's not that uh, people in, in security uh, they they just need an excuse on on t- the, the Twitter security secure, the security mob they they just need anything just just a little bit of like it's just like you know there's that one kid, your <laughs> you know there's always that one kid in class you just like if you sit behind them and you flick their ear they're like get up <laughs> and turn around and like. <laughs> And then the teacher like throws them out for being disruptive, and and just that's like what a powder keg.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> any excuse. I did like uh, so this one. Um, you know, we sent around the group chat, and I remember Tom's first response. I put up this. For fuck's sake! It says could, not should. It neither denigrates the arts or demands that all ballerinas retrain. It just shows what could happen. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. I I stand by that. You
1: had no time for this article at all, no. did you?
2: <laughs> no, I uh, actually it pissed me off. What well, you know, this is this is insulting to the arts. Oh, well, it's insulting to cyber. We're great over here. You know, at least we get three square meals a day. You know. <laughs> We'd have to starve a- ourselves to get on stage, you know. Oh, dear. Well, well, and it. I've got all my toenails.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did see the other. I can't imagine an ex ballerina would be any more divaish than many people in infosec. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, uh, but here's here's the thing. I, I mean. It's a difficult situation at the moment. People are just waiting. It's you know, waiting for somebody to touch the to, to light the blue touch paper on stuff. And they're just waiting to explode at something. And frankly, the government has completely arsed up this entire response to the pandemic and all that sort of thing. So people are angry. But I think this is the wrong target. You know, yeah. the, the government the, the, the government is basically saying, look, life is changing. There is not going to be for the foreseeable future um, opportunities for people in the arts to make a living out of the arts, because quite simply, people won't be able to come and watch your shows or whatever, you know, um, all that sort of, you know, personal social contact and you know, large gatherings, etc. Maybe you should consider looking at something else. And by the way, cyber, which allegedly has a skill shortage, but let's not even go there. Um, you know, cyber is a, is a is a good place to look at you know and and this was actually in support of the of the you know security industry across the board all of them talking about cyber security and then it's all you know offensive you know or this is offensive to the arts it's like no no it's not this is this is purely purely a potentially slightly tone deaf but factually correct situation of if you want to eat if you want to pay your rent you may want to look at different career options
0: Man, you're such a bean counter. You sound like, just like the Tory government when you say that. Um, uh,
2: maybe a better Tory government,
0: <laughs> well, not yes. this Tory government. Well, no. Don't you dare a uh, me like to I, this I, Tory I, government. I, when, when I say Tory government, I'm thinking of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, bless her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ding dong. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think what, what, I saw this video posted by someone who is a ballerina and she, it was a long, I think maybe Andy, you shared it. Um, but she actually says about how hard it is to to become one and how long she studied for, the sacrifices, yeah. the debt the she accrued and everything. And you know what? People who work in these arts, it is very much a passion project for them. It's It's a passion. They want to go, they want to be performing and what have you. And I think like, you know, obviously times are tough and, you know, you don't know when there's going to be money there. But I think, you know, just simply saying, oh, throw that away and retrain in this cyber thing, which again, it's not an, an easy thing to do. You don't just some one day walk in and say, hey, I'm a I'm a technical person, or I'm a security expert, or I can now configure all your databases.
2: Walking into the high street cybersecurity recruitment office. Exactly,
0: exactly. So, so that's something that takes a long time, and it's a completely different um, sort of like direction from what they invested in. So, I think what what the government should have done is is like saying, "Hey, if you're in the arts and you're not making money anymore because like all of these are shut down, here are some alternative things to look at to consider that actually." Uh, are 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 supported by things that you're already trained in or you're already passionate in, as opposed to saying, hey, we read a report that there are like five right. billion vacancies and
2: they they would never have got all those words on the poster.
0: They couldn't, but that's that's the uh you know
2: but 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 many ways
0: to go around it. The, How many
2: aspiring actors work as you know Waiters. work in restaurants? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a precise. common gag,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. but they only work in those restaurants where they know the directors and and writers frequent and they work
2: all, in the, they work in restaurants that pay them
0: no if you go i mean the reason they all move to uh, la and they they work in those restaurants is because they know these are the areas where like directors and writers and other actors are, are going to frequent yeah. and they, and they get, get paid and they get face time with them as well so it's everything for them is about an audition they they really put their heart and souls into these things
2: yeah absolutely, but they still get paid. they still become skilled um you know waiters and waitresses they still become you know skilled in in the uh service industry because the service industry industry strives on you know um constant supply of of workforce and all that sort of thing but it's exactly the same principle. I bet you most ballerinas uh of any description potentially also have other jobs as well because frankly they're not you know. Not everybody can can be in Swan Lake. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I I mean... You completely lost me with that analogy. But here's... Swan Lake, it's a ballet. It's like assuming that podcasters don't get paid enough from sponsorship and therefore they have other jobs during the week.
2: Well, potentially. Potentially. I know I do. I'd like to get paid to podcast. I'd like to get paid for spouting this rubbish. Maybe
0: now's a good time to to remind people how they can podcast. Yeah.
2: My next job could be in podcasts and I just don't know it yet.
0: Yes, ring, play the jingle, Tom, play the jingle.
2: Oh, which one?
1: Oh, well, first we need to play out and then we need to play the jingle, right?
2: Oh, oh, oh yeah, yes, play out. Yes, yes. What was it? Oh, yeah, this is the Tweet of the Week. This was tweet, <laughs> tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week.
0: You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. More fun than a security vendor's briefing.
2: As soon as I pressed play, I realised it should have been the sponsor, the sponsor one. one. Yeah, yes. no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one. yeah. Let's do that one again. Let's do. Hey, it, this in. is live. This is live podcasting, people. Hey, it's dangerous, <laughs> folks. None none of this pre-recorded rubbish. No. You know, like like other podcasts might do. We are by the seat of our pants here. Um. So yes, if you would like to pay me and Jav and Andy to do this every week, this could be you. Host unknown. Sponsored by. Swan Lake. Fatima. Yeah. Thanks, Fatima. Oh dear me! Oh, for goodness' sake! That- <laughs> Where? At which point did that save the, the magic words that I'm not about to say again?
0: <laughs> do you call your Do you call your device Fatima? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> oh, wait until you hear what my device calls me. <laughs> Oh dear oh, I, I, I mean I think it, it's it is really interesting and I you know I know that um, we we kind of take sort of well make light of it and then get very passionate about it but it is a difficult area to get right something like this so um, it, it's it's difficult times but folks just chill the chill out a bit you know it's it's not everything is about you or, or targeted at you but there you go I don't know Let's move on then uh, to this week's Billy Big Balls of the Week. Right, who's doing this one? Toss a coin, Tom. You or me. Uh, All right, I'll do it. I won. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was heads. Uh, So... Um, we should be, we should be cautious with this one since the show notes say not sure where we're going with this one. Uh, yeah. but,
1: uh, <laughs> Again, but This is that, that needed time before the show starts where we can actually yeah,
2: talk no, through. <laughs> I knew I should have got out of bed earlier. Um, <laughs> but it, <coughs> excuse me, but it is interesting. There was a, um, a poster, I don't know what you call it, an image that was sent out by a company called Product Board, who I have ho- no idea who they do, but if you're interested in sponsoring Product Board, uh, let us know. And it says, The Dangerous Animals of Product Management. And it's got hippo, wolf, rhino, and zebra. And, and basically what it does is it talks about um, the different styles of, of, of management, effectively. So the hippo, for instance... Uh, is the um, highest paid person's opinion, um, which is basically whoever's in charge, their their opinion counts all the way through. The wolf is, you know, working on the latest fires, just purely firefighting, uh, and is not looking forward, you know, strategically at all. The rhino, uh, really here in Name, only just there to collect a paycheck, uh, know the feeling well. And zebra, zero evidence, but really arrogant. Um <laughs> but the thing was the three of us immediately identified who we were on here <laughs> with absolute clarity. Absolute clarity. So Jav, why don't you go first?
0: No, no, no! I, I'm not going to go there.
2: <laughs> all right, I'll tell everybody which one you identified <laughs> with. And, you know, you might—I I can be a far more—you know—harsher than you might be. But go for
0: uh, it. take it. Back.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> zero evidence and really, but really arrogant. So, so zebras think they know it all, but rely on their instincts rather than any actual evidence to stave off the zebras in your midst. Make sure that you've got data to back up your decisions.
0: Come Actually, up. being on this podcast, I think I'm more Tiger. And that's not on here, but I, I saw it in the comments and I thought, Tiger stands for the irritated guy eager to revolt.
2: <laughs> Otherwise known as the
0: arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you wonder yeah. why that guy's irritated.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So go, go on, Andy. What, which one were you?
1: Um I believe, well, straight away, I thought, Wolf, um, yeah. always working on the latest fire. Yes. Uh,
2: <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. All, all we get in the messages is like, oh, God, I've got this to do now. Oh, no, now this has happened. Oh, no, oh, no. I I don't want to give that to my team. That's not fair. So I'll do it.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. And I think we all uh, agree, Tom, that, um, uh, yeah, without a doubt, you're a hippo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought I was a rhino.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, there's. uh, I think I refer to both you guys as rhinos with everyone else, but um, to appease, uh, you know, to avoid the arguments, I'll just say you're a hippo. Uh, (laughs) Highest paid person's opinion,
2: (laughs) and yet the irony being, I am not the highest paid person out of this trio (laughs) at the moment. Definitely not. No, I thought I thought Rhino. I like to phone it in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's called delegation, so that other people can make me look good. <laughs> uh, it. But uh, yeah, I th- I th- it was it was um, it was funny how we just uh, immediately jumped on the right uh, on the on the right animals each time. Um, it was it was good fun, and uh, we'll put this in the show notes and see if you can identify yourself from it. Um, or if you're not in a management position, identify your manager in this, um, because actually it does talk about things you can do that will help you know nullify these particularly irritating traits of management. So no no infosec in there whatsoever, but um, it was really really funny and uh, and uh, um, interesting to to uh, to find out. And uh, that was this week's Billy Big Balls of the Week because all animals
1: have big balls. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know what time I think it is uh, coming up? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I I know that our reliable sources over at the InfoSec PA NewsY have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe.
2: Industry News. Global Privacy Control launched to offer users greater internet trust. Industry News. Gov-linked Fatima cybersecurity
0: career advert removed after backlash. Industry News. Hackney hacked as council investigates attack by Fatima.
2: Industry News. (laughs) Security Series Unsung Heroes Awards winners announced. Industry News.
1: Ransomware victims struggle to recover, hire
0: and spend on threat prevention. Industry news: Government CIOs praise for pandemic response; better collaboration required with Fatima. Industry
1: news,
2: <laughs> and that was this week's industry
1: news.
2: You can't add in words at the end because then that screws up my timing.
1: <laughs> huge if true.
2: Uh, huge if true. Huge if true. So we, we, we. Well, we've already covered one of them. One of these stories, the uh, the, the the Fatima story. I think Fatima's was going to enter into the vernacular from now on yeah. as the as the, the, the cyber security trained ballerina. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, anything else? Oh, security serious, unsung hero. Uh, let's skip
1: over that one. We, we, are, we, <laughs> we, are, we are we are previous winners of that award. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, you know, united we stand and achieve things, but uh, yeah. I, I believe Jav was nominated. Individually failed. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he went on his own on this oh. one
0: nominated and um, didn't win, I understand. That's what you get for nominating yourself, Jeff. Yeah. Well, no, no, I didn't nominate myself. <laughs> one, one of my many fans nominated me and I was really pleased that I didn't win because for once, you, you know, you, I can put to bed once and for all these rumours that you guys horribly spread <laughs> that the only reason I win is because me or my company is sponsoring the, these awards and uh before was sponsoring uh, the, these awards and I didn't win, so... Proof once and for all, it is impartial, it is fair. Now from next year I'll, I'll gladly willingly accept all the awards that are thrown at me. Yeah.
2: Have you did you not see the memo from the from the company firing you?
0: <laughs> no, they don't if you send can't out even members. win an
2: award sponsor, then you're out.
0: <laughs> no, well, well, you say I didn't win that, but but I did make another list.
2: Oh,
1: so what's, oh, what's this do? one? This is what only fans who's in <laughs> what, What <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. This company called Ah Analytica, Analytica, Um, and and get
2: the name right of the company that's putting you on a list.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. It's normally like easy. Normally, companies that put me on the list have three letter acronyms and what.
2: Yeah, HM Border Patrol. Yeah, exactly. Analytica,
0: right? (laughs) But they uh, they put up a, a paper on who's who in cybersecurity, and I saw it today because my. My Twitter was flooded with with mentions on it, um, but there's a there's a page where they've got uh, professional influencers and social amplifiers, and I'm in the top ten on there. So there's, you
2: have to re- you have to register to download this, yeah, this list. Yeah, i to say. I can forward oh, you the PDF. Please.
1: Let's but forward you the PDF. These who's who reports are created using the Onalytica platform, which has curated database. Of over one million influencers.
0: See, mm. that's like they—they
1: just gone to Twitter and just download
0: like search no, the cybersecurity. No, they this machine learning, artificially intelligent yeah. algorithm on the blockchain. Looks looks at yeah. people's profiles, <laughs> looks for the word security, and just adds them to a list. And then they see who whose tweets get the most engagement, who who <laughs> talks the most sense, who's who's the most loved, you know, all that kind of thing. And so, why is Bruce Schneier on there? because he is a a, a, social amplifier. It's not just Twitter. You said
2: most loved and makes the most sense. So just uh, if you've got that list in front of you,
1: Jeff, just uh, where did I come in, just out of interest? Uh, You were not on that list. What? Yes. That's outrageous. A million people. They curated a million people, and I didn't make the
0: list.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's a really long report.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I (laughs) show up on on page 3,222, but... (laughs) Yeah. But I'm there. <laughs> I'm there, I'm there, and that's all that matters. So that
2: you're you're, <laughs> you're on the million and once row on the on the spreadsheet. No. Actually, you're on the you're on the sixteen thousand yeah. and three hundred eighty four.
0: <laughs>
2: but unfortunately,
0: that's what happened. that's yeah. security serious, of course, that's what's happened.
3: Yeah,
2: that's right. They did it, coming. They did it by rows, not col- they did it by columns, not rows. There you go. <laughs> Uh, it's always good to have your name, sho- you know, put out in, in, um, you know, into the, into the social media sphere. It all, always helps add, uh, you know, a few followers and actually get, uh, get the message out a little bit further. So, uh, good job, Jav. Like it. Yeah, thank you. I, oh, I sent I like to it to my
0: boss immediately with a screenshot and, uh, you know,
2: the- request for more money. Request for more money. Really <laughs>
0: you're welcome. You, you're in the presence of greatness right here. <laughs> so- yeah. Who else is on there?
1: I'm just scrolling down this top ten. Not very diverse, if I'm honest.
0: No, Brian Kre- Brian Krebs, Katie Missourius, Chuck Brooks, Kevin Jackson, Bob Carver, Bob Carver, Bob Joe Carver. Peterson, Diana <laughs> Kelly. So lots, interesting. Lots of great people. Well,
2: well, in that case, you know, on, on only on a Oh, Jesus!
1: Yeah, I can't pronounce that. It. It's a weird one. That
2: is that's quite tough, isn't it? Analytica, if you're listening.
1: host Unknown. Sponsored by... Onalytica.
2: Onalytica, what? Yeah. Folks, come sponsor us and let us know what you're called. Okay, let's move swiftly on to... Rant
1: of the Week. So I guess I'm the last one uh, to take this. Uh, Your
2: show notes are so inaccurate. They it's are. My name well,
1: again, because, because you did the rant of the week last week, didn't you? So I didn't uh, I didn't change. The point <laughs> of weekly notes is that it's supposed to be updated. <laughs> Once again, I refer to the uh,
0: pre-show. One
1: job. <laughs> one
0: job. <laughs> okay. Why, why don't we go to the little people? Because we actually do have... Well,
1: a... I was going to say, yeah, we can actually skip straight over this. So this is an old story, but it, it was actually just... Um,
2: Oh, it just made me yeah. think
1: all about infosec community, uh, and and this actually kept, so this was about a, um, a London-based blogger, an influencer on Instagram, who uh, started receiving death threats and stuff after um, someone on Twitter saw her Instagram post and then took a screenshot <laughs> and posted it. Um, and, and so, essentially, this uh, this girl, Scarlett Dixon, 24 years old, posted a picture of herself sitting on her bed, drinking a cup of tea. Um, and this guy took a screenshot. And he said, F off. This is anybody's normal morning. Instagram is a ridiculous life factory made to make us all feel inadequate. Um and mostly because, you know, on her bed, she's got like these uh, supposed to be pancakes and fresh fruit and nice tea and the bedroom's nicely made up and there's balloons and there's one bottle of Listerine in the background. Um, but, you know, when this story went round, it did remind me of how critical, uh, you know, the security industry can be. Uh, you know, when someone posts something and everyone starts dissecting the story to say it's not true. Um but, uh, yeah, I'll let you uh, go through that one in the show notes anyway. It wasn't yeah. really going
0: anywhere. <laughs> so, oh, no, was, no. It was just you know, venting. Leave that be. As an influencer, I can attest to how dangerous the life is. <laughs> <But> I can <laughs> tell you that death <laughs> threats are a common thing.
2: You've had to fold to every single legal threat that's been sent your way, haven't you?
0: Honestly. Um, but, oh, oh, man. But well, I have to <laughs> you, say. You know what? I'm reminded of this uh, Mike Tyson quote, and it is, it is one of my favourite ones. Um And it applies to exactly what you just said. Is that was it not guilty? Social (laughs) social media has got people so used to disrespecting others without having to get punched in the face for it. Yeah,
2: that's very true. That is very true. Yeah, that's very true. But look, but I have to say, looking at this picture, the one thing that sticks out is not the bottle of Listerine, who I presume. Um, it it was product placement, yeah, yeah, but because that's fine. Because who wants to wake up in the morning with that really bad breath and have a you know a, a cheeky snog with your partner? Where, with are you, back, spitting that, breath, where right? you spitting that? Where you spitting that listerine? Let, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't care. That, you know that's that's not my primary concern. That's a secondary concern. My issue is with the helium balloons. I mean, and that's weird. And also, at my age. Those helium balloons would be half deflated, and you know would would not be standing up straight in the air like that. Uh, So that's (laughs) the most. Is is this an analogy
1: of something? (laughs) 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 First thing in the morning, most people might uh, experience. Right,
0: moving swiftly on. That was it. This week's
1: (laughs) rant of the week.
0: Yeah, there's so many, you know. Uh, so, so actually, speak this is on a semi-serious topic, but you're the oldest person I know, Tom, by far. And uh, so, <laughs> so as I'm in my in my forties now, uh, just just hit my forties. Um, Damn, you old you know, people, knees and ankles and everything go. But um, have you ever tried orthopedic shoes? <laughs> No. Because, you know... No, no, me neither. That's, that's what Jab's about to say. No, uh, no, you know what? You know what? Yeah. My, my, uh, my doctor suggested them. And I was really... And, God! And I was really sceptical, but now I stand corrected.
2: Do, do they have oh, Velcro fasteners? Oh,
0: dear.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That was such a... Uh, mind you, talking about... That was dreadful, Jab,
0: but very funny. Um <laughs>
2: thought you were serious because all you've done is complain about how old you feel recently. No,
0: actually, no. I got I got those custom insoles made uh, a while ago. The ones that make and you the- look taller. <laughs> No, no no, no. no, no. That's just a byproduct, right? <laughs> yeah, the byproduct is like I look a bit tall. and with my platforms, they actually no, I don't they actually have helped a lot with my knees and and uh, walking pains that I was getting. So um, anyone that's in your late thirties, these are things you need to start thinking about investing in.
2: Yeah, don't stop exercising, kids. <laughs> But but talking of talking of knees and age or whatever, um, I bought a new car yesterday. It's a smart roadster, so a little low thing. Is this it's, it, it's like quite... a
1: midlife crisis type?
2: That's exactly what my daughter said when she saw <laughs> it. She said, this is a, that's a midlife crisis car, Dad. Uh, well, I'm afraid you're out by about five years, love. But uh, um, but getting in and out of that thing, oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I was uh, younger, I used to have a uh, little sports car. Um, Uh, As all boy racers do with the the proper Recaro racing seats as well, nice big bucket seats. Uh, I used to pick up my uncle, uh, who is obviously a lot older, uh, probably about your age now, Tom, Um, and he used to struggle getting in and out of the car. Uh, And I used to laugh at how much he struggled. Uh, And now, did he
2: make grunty noises?
1: uh, He did, (laughs) yeah. And (laughs) now, like the fact that you've actually gone out and deliberately purchased a car like that is um, hysterical.
2: I didn't think it was quite so low, I have to say. I feel like I'm sitting on the road.
1: Yeah, well, do you know, um, they they kind of give uh, an indication in the name Roadster, like that, yeah. that generally indicates a type of car.
2: I know, but the last time I had a car like that, I was a bit—I was like twenty years younger.
0: Wow! <laughs> well, so what 60? in your forties you, when you had your first midlife crisis?
2: <laughs> oh dear! Well, my first early life crisis, whatever you like to call it. <laughs> All right. Well. We are rapidly running out of time. I think we need to move on to the little people, don't we? Yes, we've got one. Do we have a little people?
0: We do. We do indeed. My God. You know I, I, you know what? I? Like we said at the beginning of the show, this is all about quality. We don't just want to put True. out any rubbish out there just to fill time or just as filler. So I, I select them very carefully. They go through a rigorous like seven-stage interview process before they're actually allowed to, to come on this show. So
2: Christ, I'm not you surprised know, we never have anybody on The Little People. I was going to
1: say, you know we also get that broadcast WhatsApp message you send out saying, does anyone have 90 seconds spare?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyway. This, this week, the Little People. This week... We have got oh, that jingle goes on for a long time. <laughs> this week, we have Magda de Jager, who is a good friend of mine. I've known her for, for many years. Um, she was in London a few years ago and then she moved up to Scotland, um, possibly at the time of the Scotch referendum. She probably thought that she'd get a good deal, but she got married. And she's very uh, active out there in the Scottish cybersecurity team uh, scene, should I say. And uh, I thought I'd ask her a bit about
3: risk. Hey, Javad. Always such a pleasure catching up with you, man. Today, I want to get something off my chest, man, and it's about risk. Risk management. I am drowning in risk right now. My whole life is about risk, but that's okay, because I get it, right? I understand that every moment during your day, from the moment you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed at night, it's about risk management. When I walk down the stairs in the morning, Could I trip and fall? Yeah, that's a risk. So I hold the handrail. I even use a travel mug with a lid when I get my morning coffee because I got two cats and a toddler in this house. The risk of burning myself is very high. But I tell you, this is not the case for everyone. People just do not understand risk management. I once sat with a CIO and we were talking about a particular problem. This person said to me, and I, I quote, this is a direct quote. Well, it hasn't happened yet. So that's clearly not a risk. I had to take a moment and think very carefully about the way so I respond to that one. And then there's the people who think that all risks should be controlled. Well, that's not just possible, is it? You can't control everything, which is why risk appetite is so important. A risk appetite that actually meshes with the culture of the organization. And from that, you have your strategy to deploy your resources where they've got the most impact, right? And while we're on the topic of risk appetite, I was once in a meeting with someone quite well-known in the... Hold on. You're not recording this, are you?
2: The Little People. Wow. Good point third for point. mate. Yeah, third point I definitely agree with. Definitely agree with. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, Jav, you've outdone yourself, mate.
0: I know I have. I know I have. And you know what? This is a great. This was a great conversation about risk and like the stairs. And I. And you know, someone can talk about risk without talking about coconuts and toothbrushes and sharks, Tom. So yeah,
1: Andy. Hey, do you know what? You guys remember it though, right?
0: <laughs> anyway, Magda, thank you so much for for being part of it. And uh, Tom will be sending you some uh, host unknown swag shortly. What, what once we once we get it made.
1: Yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs>
0: that's right. Oh, wow, do you think we folks. can
1: get? Uh, sorry, do you think we can get some smashing security swag and just rebrand it? Oh yes. yes. So like, do how you happens? remember?
0: Do you remember how we co-branded stuff at the rant conference <laughs> one year? Yeah,
2: <laughs> we put host unknown stickers on top of other people's sponsored <laughs> and, and branded stuff. Oh, oh my goodness! You should
0: put a link to that video in the show notes because that uh, that was a fun day out.
2: I'll see if I can dig that one out. Well, we—I uh, think it was a little tiny short clip we did of it as well. Um, but yeah. I, I'll, I'll have a look at it. I'll have a look at it. Well, folks, I think we are rapidly pushing against the hour, if not over the hour already. Um, Jav, thank you very much, sir. I'm—I'm not—not only did you provide much conversation, but also a little people. So
0: thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. I lie.
2: I lie. Uh, And Andy, thank you very much. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. Host Unknown, the podcast, was written, performed, and produced by Andrew Agnes, Javad Malik, and Tom Langford. Copyright 2015, or something like that. Insert legal agreements here as applicable and binding in your country of residence. We thank you. Well,
3: that was a bit
2: of a marathon. <laughs> it
1: was. Did we actually congratulate Carol for achieving 200 successful episodes of uh, Smashing Security? No. Carrying that uh,
0: dead weight anchor, man. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Is the <a> W <laughs> silent yeah, yeah, in that?
2: Yeah, I was going to say you <laughs> left out the W. <laughs>